There we go. Welcome back to Purpose Driven Passive Profits. His name is Nate Armstrong. He is the CEO of Home Invest. My name is Steve Warner. I am your Chief Investment Officer, and we are here to talk about Purpose Driven Passive Profits because we believe that we were put here on this earth to grow and to multiply what God has given us. That is our calling. We believe in doing that with purpose. If that's what you believe as well, then you are in the right place. Nate, how are you doing today? Steve, I'm charged up. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on right now, but I am I'm pumped. Awesome. Pumped this, this episode specifically. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about how you can tell a good syndicator from a bad syndicator. And it comes down to a question that you might not believe. It's something along the lines of when you're talking to them, you should say, you know, well, what happened? Like, tell me about a time when things didn't go as planned for you. Believe it or not, you will hear people out there say, you know, oh, all my deals always work out just fine. Like, we don't really think that way. Or they don't want to share a time that something went wrong. But here's the thing. In syndication deals, you're always going to have things that need adjusted. Uh, and somebody sharing when they turned lemons into lemonade and telling you how they save something or what their backup plans are or what they would do if something did go wrong is the main way that you can feel safe and know that they have a plan. So Nate, can you walk us through what this would look like? I know you have you have a deal where things didn't go as planned and you had to make sure the investors didn't lose any capital, still got paid, still made money. Can you walk us through that? Yeah, we had this 20 unit building, 1416 6th Avenue South, St. Cloud, Minnesota. And um, we put the thing under contract, started going forward, doing the normal process. And we had a buyer that came along shortly after we got the deal and they wanted it. And it like, it convinced me and then the other investors that were part of the deal, like, we should really work with this buyer. They're going to cash us out. We're going to make a big profit up front and um, we can just turn it over to them and, and let them take over. And so we kind of started banking on that as our plan A, plan A exit plan. And all of our motion and energy went towards that. Well, when it came right down to it, that group, they drug us out for some 90 days or so, and they ended up just flaking at the end. They ended up just, just backing out. And um, because we had invested so much energy into like that being plan A, they even had a big earnest money check down. Like they were serious. Um, it, it lost some momentum on it. It lost at least the energy behind it. Uh, mm -hmm. fortune, fortunately, what we did to make sure that we were still okay is that we went back to plan B. Plan B for this property all along was to take it to the finish line, meaning we go in there, we update rents. Once rents are updated, then we can exit the property for our actual market value price. And so we did that. It ended up taking us two years. We bought this deal for $492,000. And um, two years later, we sold it for 1.7. Now, I share that story because a couple of reasons. Number one, there are like plan A, you can never bank on plan A with any kind of investment strategy. Yes, it's great if stuff like plan A happens that way, but really every deal that you go into, you have to have plan B ready. I mean, right now, the, the United States government is talking about defaulting on its debt potentially. Like we're talking about serious stuff that, that can affect you. Even if you're the best syndicator or best real estate operator in the world, there's outside forces that can cause you to, to have to break from your plan A. 
And so we, uh, we, we, we put in contingencies for it. In fact, the reason that we buy the most conservative properties that are already cash flowing is because of things that have popped up in, 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 on us in the past. We always just want to make sure that we're buying stuff that's stable. It's kind of like the slow and steady turtle that wins the race in the end. That's, you know, you always want a conservative investment. You want something that is making money. It is much better to hear of a reasonable rate of return than to have, like, if you have an IRR that's somewhere like 12, 14, 16, like that's okay. But you see those people out there, especially, I know we've talked about some development deals where they promise these huge numbers and then they never deliver. In a future episode, we are actually going to talk about the things to look at when you're doing due diligence on a syndicator. But let's go back to the story of this. If you wouldn't have had plan B, or if there would have been a lesser operator in charge, what do you think could have gone wrong? Like what would have happened to the investors in that case? Yeah. Well, the group that was trying to buy it, they were basically dragging it out, trying to lowball the offer. And um, I think a, a less experienced syndicator might've fallen victim to them, victim to them and sold short of where they should have, should have sold. They either wouldn't have profited or they may have even lost money making a rookie temporary decision, basically. In every single deal, like we have to plan to go in and hold this thing forever. I know that's not the, the music to ears for a lot of investors. A lot of investors are like, well, I want to have my capital back after X number of days. Yes, a good operator, a good syndicator should have that exit plan built in. But plan B should always be, how can we stabilize this and make cash flow in the time being? Just in case that magic buyer is not there, just in case interest rates are high, just in case the US government defaults on its debt and causes the rates to go up even more. What can you do to that property to make sure that it's still performing? It's still making investors happy. It might not be the perfect situation, but what can make people happy? And so we always look at properties from that long-term standpoint. Awesome. Do you want to talk a little bit about the deal that we have right now? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, this one, it's a beauty. It's in a historic neighborhood. Um, it, this is in Louisville, Kentucky. Make sure you say Louisville the right way because otherwise they'll get you on site. Uh, but beautiful little property. It's three blocks from a hospital, uh, two and a half blocks from a community college on the edge of downtown, historic district. So it's walkable to everything. The exterior is all brick. It's 22 units. The owner simply just got a little lazy. They're not on site. They don't have on site management. They, they're absentee. And so we happen to own another asset just three blocks away. And so for us to take this property in our portfolio and just continue managing it with the same exact team members we have on the ground, it's a really, really easy play. We're going to go in there and do what the last owner didn't do. We're going to simply update the rents. The property is nearly 100% occupied right now. I think their, their formal occupancy is 95%, all but one unit's rented. Um, but but that what well, that is, is a sign is that they just kept the rents too low. So we're going to go in, update the rents, bring them all to market, and then we'll be able to, to exit on this property sometime in the very near future. I don't want to overpromise anything on this one, but I think because it's such an easy play for us, it'll be a pretty fast deal. Nice. And, very nice. Um, that, and that one, Steve, I should just mention, we haven't even published it yet. Literally, we're doing due diligence on it now. Uh, our attorney is writing the legal paperwork for it but we've softly spoken about it to some of our existing investors and we're already 50% filled. I've got commitments coming in for it. So I imagine that when we officially launch that one, it's going to go really fast. So if someone's interested in that particular deal, because it's such a small deal, um, please make sure you, you let us know right away at homeinvest.com. 
Awesome. You can go to homeinvest.com to learn more about that deal. We'll have the details up for you. You can also book a call with myself and Nate. Uh, we're happy to talk you through the details. The link for that is also in the show notes if you just want to go book a call. So that's going to wrap up this episode. In the next episode, we are actually going to talk about some of the due diligence terms you may have heard. We're going to talk about what to look for when you're looking into syndication deals, because we want to make sure that you find a deal that you feel confident in, safe moving forward. Looking forward to that show with you next time, Nate. Awesome, guys. We'll see you next round. All right. Till then, guys, make sure that your profits always have purpose. We'll see you soon.